your favorite fat boys. Stefan, aka Mayhem, aka Mr. Bloody Moore, aka 300 Kill Count. The block is hot. The block is hot. <laughs> All the time. All day, every day. So, what are we going to talk about today, bro? Today, we're going to talk about our illustrious city, Baltimore. More specifically, we're going to talk about crime that has happened to us. Yes. So, I was thinking about the episode and I was like, should we talk about the Baltimore crime going on or most of stuff that's happened to us while we've been, uh, you know, living in Baltimore City? So, I think it'd be more entertaining to talk about our own experiences versus somebody else's. Right, so, right. So, instead of just talking about the crime rate, the escalating crimes in Baltimore, we're going to talk about how crime in Baltimore has affected us. We're also going to talk about some of the things that we've noticed that only occur in Baltimore and some... Dangerous food spots, because there are a couple. Yes, yes, you know. And if you uh, want to get a bite to eat, do you risk your life and limb for it, or do you just uh, don't do it at all? Say, fuck it, I'm going to just sit in the house and starve. Well, you know, you got Uber Eats now, so would the Uber Eats or Grubhub go to that dangerous food spot? Oh, for you? They, I don't know if they will not. So you're going to put a random stranger in danger? Versus me, yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Right. The army does it. All the time. So. So, I guess we start with, uh, actually, me and Stefan got robbed together. We did. We did. That is a shared experience that we <laughs> had with crime in Baltimore. Right. We was, uh, I was, we was 17. Well, I was 17. And we were walking up from my house to the bus stop. And we were going to go to the mall. We were going to the mall downtown, the gallery. And, uh, we walking, mind our business, not doing nothing. We on the sidewalk, not in the middle of the street, like most you niggas do. Uh, and... This guy was wearing a yellow flannel uh, shirt, and what, what, what time was it? Like, was it like September, October, or was it like later? Was it like was it like I think it was maybe April or May. Yeah, it, it was probably going into the summer. Yeah, it was so it was, it was something summer. like that. That transitioning period, like we in spring about to hit summer, but it was still kind of cool. So, cause, matter of fact, you had your big coat on. Yeah, I had my big coat on. Yeah, so it was like I say probably like maybe late March or April, but so we walking. And talking with our friend Anthony. So I don't know why why does everything involve Anthony sometimes he's not even here. <laughs> but uh we walk in talking with Anthony and guys in the middle of the street with his yellow flannel on, he's like kinda like swaying his hands back and forth in the middle of the street. Me and Stefan talking, we're not paying this guy no mind. And then we get past him, he comes up behind me and puts the gun in my back. Yeah, he put his arm around me. Once his arm came around me, I balled to my fist because I'm about to swing because I don't know who the fuck put the arm around Natural me. Natural reaction to stuff on the like being touched. <laughs> and then I look and I see the gun in your back. I was like, well, I know what this is. Right, because when I felt the gun, I didn't, I didn't realize it was a gun at first, but I, I just felt like something was hard. Pause. And I turned to my, my left and I see stuff I'm about to about to swing it, he's like, oh shit. And he saw the gun in my back. So we he took he told us to go in the alley. We did 
um, that he had his sidekick with him. <laughs> his sidekick was waiting in the wings. Right. And he told, well, he told us, like, you know, empty our pockets. So, you told us part. I mean, well, what is it? Anthony had two money clips in his pocket. One with a small denomination of cash and the other with the big one. He grabbed the wrong one. Yeah. So, the guy got, you know, like uh, over 100 bucks. And, you know, the little dude took your wallet. No, no, no. He didn't take my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out my wallet. I was going to give him the $60 I had in cash to him because I had got my license, my full, my full license. So I didn't want to give that up. So I'm holding on to my wallet. I'm trying to give him the cash. He's trying to take my wallet. But I'm like, bro, if you let me give you the cash, I keep my wallet with my license in there. No, he wanted my whole wallet. So I gave that up. I ate to my cell phone that... You know, it was a flip phone, wasn't nothing fancy back then, but it was on my phone, so he took that. Yeah, and so, and the gunman, the entire time I'm watching the gunman, I'm just waiting. He got the gun pointed at you, so I'm like, I can't do anything. He goes, he looks at me and says, what you got? I say, I got nothing. He touches my pocket, my coat pocket. All right, you don't. <laughs> and he was timid. He was timid like you had the gun. Why are you timid? I'm a big dude, and you know I've had a cop tell me, "Can't you ain't about that scrapping shit?" <laughs> Not with your ass. <laughs> so yeah, he touches my pocket, and, I, and he's like, "All right, you ain't got nothing." And then you know that was the end of that. We leave out, and he's like, "Yo, run down the street." So Anthony and Jerron, they take off down the street. I'm watching. I'm walking, and I'm just looking at him. He's like, "You need to run." So I had a light jog. I'm like, "I want to double back." <laughs> you definitely did want to. You didn't want to run off. You, you was on the fine like, "Nigga, if I catch you again, it's on." I mean, granted, in the grand scheme of things, somebody got a gun and they rob it. You just give up your money. It ain't worth your life. But fuck that. <laughs> so yeah, that was our. That was my first only time being robbed. So. And it was, you know, I, it was, it was definitely frightening because just like the gun, the whole situation, it was just fucked up. Like why, why rob? But that's what people do. So. I mean, I guess it wasn't frightening to me because that was not my first experience. Oh, and do, do tell. <laughs> I think what well, I mean that was my second experience at gunpoint. The first mm-hmm. experience at gunpoint did not go well for the gunmen. Mm-hmm. I guess because uh, as a as a teenager, I was young, reckless, and I just didn't give a fuck. So the person who had the gun on me, he he was just he was too close mm-hmm. and he was too scared because I get I, I was I was much bigger than him mm-hmm. and so you you the, the wrong target yeah I was I was the wrong <laughs> in every sense of the word I was the wrong target I was much bigger than him he was already scared and I wasn't <laughs> you should have just you should have started back up thought over bro I was your only person in the uh, somebody else. But it was late at night and I was on the street. And so, uh, he, he lost uh, his gun and I, you know, hit him, twisted his wrist down, took the gun, kicked him when he was on the ground. And I actually turned the gun into the police station because mm-hmm. they, they just had, they had a, no ask any questions when you were turning no, in no the ask, weapon. No ask, don't, don't ask, don't tell. Something yeah. Like that, something yeah. like that when you, when you were turning in the gun. So yeah, that was my first experience at gunpoint. So you're so. a hero. <laughs> I didn't feel that way. I felt like I should have kicked him more. <laughs> I mean, if he tells that story, probably something totally different. <laughs> I'm sure he does. How'd you lose the gun? Let me tell you about the 13 niggas who jumped me. <laughs> 13 niggas, 13 and a half is a midget too. Like, what? So, yeah, I mean, that that was 
not when we got robbed together, that was not my first experience with somebody pulling a gun on me. And we're friends to this day. <laughs> So. Wait, what? Did you orchestrate the robbery? I don't know. Why? It's my, my wallet. My, my license. Then why wouldn't we be friends to this day? What <laughs> the fuck? They orchestrate the robbery. Let me Ooh, ask uh-huh. the questions now <laughs> that I didn't ask then. It's cold case, nigga. <laughs> and I think the funniest part about it was it's like the the relief. That after it was over, and we just like hugging it out. <laughs> right, because man, you you just never know nowadays. And back then, you never know. And we was always out and about. Yeah, and you know, and we never nothing never happened to us until that day. And in fact, they're so close to home too. I, yeah, I mean, it was right up the street from your house. Yeah, because I know uh, me and Anthony was like. Oh, they go to the store. We kind of, we looked at the street like, <laughs> like anything suspicious out there. Like, <laughs> now I think the the most fucked up a part about that entire experience is that after we came out the alley and the, the dude that was there, did he rob y'all? Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> that random motherfucker, nigga. You you watched the whole thing and you ain't called no cops. You ain't say nothing to nobody, nigga. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And then the cops came, Monica. As I ran, I I got out and I was like, like my guy robbed. And she got the cops, and she turned off the cell phone. And they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't have did that because we could have tracked them." I'm like, "Well, who knew that?" You know, because I think her first thing was just like she wanted to buy using it. So right, I mean, she nobody running up her damn phone bill. <laughs> so, and then the detectives came to my house, and they were like trying to get. They wanted me to look through a profile book, and what was really sad about looking through that profile book, I might have saw I saw at least two or three people that I went to school with, and I'm like, damn, like. Well, this is what happened from, you know, elementary to middle and now we in high school, you know. Right. Crime can, you know, be a uh, activity. I, I mean, it can be a lucrative activity as well. Yeah, so. So, again, and even that, even though that wasn't even, you know, that was my second time at gunpoint. That was my third time being robbed? Because, no, no. Yeah, this happened after I worked at Popeye's and I had got robbed when I was working down at Popeye's. But that was only because of my own dumbass negligence. That's when you left your coat on, right? Yeah, because I'm a big dude. I just figured I was bad as shit. I can, right. I can go walk away from the bus stop, leave my coat there with my cash in my coat pocket, and go take a piss. Because, fuck it, I was an idiot. <laughs> I'm about to ask you that. Why take your coat and take a piss, though? No, I didn't have my coat on because it was hot. Oh, okay. I, okay. It was at night. I was hot. And I was like, well, I got to take a piss. Ain't nobody on the bus stop with me. Fuck. I'm going to leave the jacket right there. Okay. okay. I understand that. Yeah, that wasn't a smart move. <laughs> it was not a smart move. Yeah, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't get robbed again after that. I definitely I come ahead on a swivel since then. And you should always beforehand anyway. Um, but I've been shot at. So. Uh, oh, we got that in common. Yeah. And. uh this is a story that my parents don't know. So, they listened to the first episode, then listened to another one. Oh, well, good. So, yeah. truth moment. Uh, this, me and Stefan was also together as well. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I, was, I know exactly the day you're talking about. This was uh, New Year's Eve 2005. And I was like, when you were going to meet this uh, New Year's Eve party. He came with me, of course. It was down at the Armory. Uh, when was it? What was it? What's the Armory called? Winchester? I don't know. It's by Apollo Grove. I mean, it, it's called the Armory. Okay. It's a club. It's, it was an armory. It was Winchester. Yeah, Winchester, by Winchester Apartments. We was in the hood. We were right by Poplar Grove. So, we go there. They pass down and everything like that. And then stuff I'm going to tell his, his funny part of it. Oh, so we were getting padded down. And uh, the security uh, guard or whatever the fuck he was, 
pulled out this small little comb that I had that I used I would use to pick my hair because when I I used to grow it out. I know it's crazy to think about. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, what's this for?" I was like, "It's for my bush." And then the lady, you know, the other security guard who was a lady, she's like, "You ain't got no damn bush." I said, "It's for the bush above my dick." <laughs> so, and so the guy, so the security guard was like, "You need to fucking leave." So I was like, "Well, fuck it, then I'm leaving." Look, Stephon's nice now. He's real nice now. I'm telling y'all, he's real nice now. But this nigga will say what came out of his mouth. And I'm like, I laugh a little bit, but like, why would you say that though? Because like, I, I don't I don't know what, what it was about the way she said it. It's like, you ain't got no bush. Like, bitch, okay. Right. <laughs> she didn't have to say that to him. But you didn't say it to her either. <laughs> also true. So I didn't get to go to the club that night with these with uh Jerron and his friends. During the incident, yeah, I was with my 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 friend from high school, James. So, and um, so what happened was they told him he gotta go. So he had something in my car. I I walked him back to the car to get for him to get it out, and he went. To, he went. He I was like, I'll take you back home. He like, nah, go ahead. You go ahead and stay. I'm like, you sure? He like, yeah, you go ahead and stay with them. I just got on the bus. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, it's like I knew where I was, and I knew what bus would get me home. So I'm like, I just go to the bus stop. Right. So. I get, he got stuff out of the car. The security guard followed us to make sure he wasn't getting nothing out of the car. Yeah, right, because he, he just assumed that I was going to go get a gun right. for that little ass incident. Right. So, and I should have went with them because, one, I brought him there. And, two, that would have been the right thing to do to just like, all right, man, we're going. You know, he can't get in. I'm not going to go in there with them. But I foolishly stayed behind. And so, when we left, um... I forgot where I was. I had, I knew the Poplar Grove area a little bit. I used to talk to this girl over there. That's the reason I don't know where I was at. I was talking to some girl in the neighborhood. So, but. Oh, I recall. I know the girl you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> so, but it was dark, so it, and it just didn't look familiar to me at that moment. So, I'm pretty much following these guys. It's like I was in my car, and my friend James was in another car. So, it was like probably two cars deep. And... So we come out the parking lot, we go make a we make a right out the parking lot, and then something happens but like in this line of cars. So somebody in James' car gets out and starts cussing at these niggas and everything in the car. Some you know, fuck y'all, y'all niggas ain't shit, y'all some bitches. Da, da, da. Granted, it's always a little nigga in the group. This nigga like five two going off on going, running the bump his guns. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this nigga doing? He gonna get us hurt. That was a prelude two days to come. So, the cars in front of him double back and go up in the cut somewhere. So we as dummies fucking double back, go follow, and kind of and go down the same street they did too. Like we come out of the same street, but we going back the other way. We should have made a right in the parking lot. That made that, that we should make a left. That made the right. So when we when we going up the street here, we kind of we creeping. Why are we creeping? I don't know. I'm kind of I'm following them, so they kind of slow down right. a little bit. So that's what I'm doing. At the the corner of my eye on my left hand side, I see a girl throw up her hood and then duck. And I'm like, well, why is she ducking? My window on the passenger side shattered. They 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 start to drive, and then they hit the brake or they hit the they hit something because they stalled. And then like two more shots let let off. I don't, the car didn't get hit, we didn't get hit, but that was like I wanted to get the fuck up out of there. So we drove, drove guy there and everything, and then we ended up at somebody's house, whatever. And 
my window's gone. It's a cold ass night. My window is gone. So when I get back home, I told my parents like, uh, so yeah, uh, my window got uh, busted out. Yeah, and I was like, they were like, how it happened? So I didn't, t- I didn't tell them because like, it got shot at because then they let me go, never let me go out the house again. So I told them that you know somebody was going around, you know, vandalizing cars. We was part that, and that was that. So they they need to me to get my my car, my window fixed the next day. So. Mom and dad named the whole story. <laughs> Your boy be lying about shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, another another Baltimore little little fat um, club extremes. Ah, uh, yeah, Generation Extremes, baby. Right. So I was supposed to go. So I was supposed to go with you to the club, and they were like, "What's the name of the club?" Like Generation Extremes. Oh no, that sounds dangerous. You ain't going there. <laughs> it was out Towson. It was though. It's filled with the whitest people. Right. <laughs> so. And they won't let me do that. I knew, and that was, that was, well, we was in high school, so yeah, we was yeah. in high school then. So, they won't let me go to a club called The Streams. So, I knew if I said that my window got shot at, I would never leave the house again. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a, a similar getting shot at experience. But mine is more so because of my own hubris. I was a teenager, and I, well, I was fucking invincible. So um, I was going to uh, your neighborhood, your your house, uh, mm-hmm. either your or Anthony's house at the time, and this little boy on a goddamn razor scooter kept riding up and hitting me. I don't know why I was walking past Winston Middle School and he felt precocious. <laughs> <laughs> kept riding up, and I was like, you know what? If he does this shit again, he is going to feel my wrath. Mm-hmm. So the next, the, the last time he rolled up, and he. Came to hit me. I threw his ass off his razor scooter, took the razor scooter, and chucked it into somebody's yard. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go get my brother. Get him, bitch. <laughs> and instead of me just leaving, I waited for his brother to get there. <laughs> because you know what? If we going to scrap, we going to motherfucking scrap. <clears throat> That's how you sell a fight, though. You go get your brother, not the gun. <laughs> right. And so... Now, uh, his brother came up and was like, yo, what the fuck you doing to my brother? I'm like, yo, your brother being an asshole run up and hit me. And he was not trying to hear my very worldly debate mm-hmm. about what his brother was doing. So instead of him hearing my point in my side of the issue, he just slugged me. Mm. And it was a good punch. I felt that. <laughs> and so after I took that hit, we scrap it, and then I got the better of him. I mean, I got him good. Mm. I'm on top, and it's ground and pound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he got him. He's like, oh, I got your bitch ass. I was like, well, you just got beat. You the bitch today. <laughs> and what's he better? <laughs> <laughs> got hands and, and so, uh, And then I go to your house. I, I didn't tell anybody that the incident occurred because I'm really like, <laughs> so I was like, this is some normal shit for me, getting into a fight and then go about your business. So like a week later, I'm in the same neighborhood and I see the boy and I'm like, and he's like walking up on me. I was like, this motherfucker don't want no more what I gave him. These hands is vicious. Shaking up, shaking up, cock my motherfucking muscles. <laughs> and so I'm like, but he is coming up on me kind of quick. Next thing I know, he pulls out the gun. I said, oh. That's the reason. <laughs> it's not that you're brave and you want to try your hand again. You have a gun. <laughs> I got that five. And he starts letting off shots. And I'm booking it. I duck through the woods. I'm gunning for the, my life. And then I went, inadvertently, I went to your neighborhood. And I didn't tell anybody that this shit just happened. I almost lost my fucking life. <laughs> 
You know what's funny? He told me all this as he went away to college and came back. Yeah, it was years later. I was like, you know, I almost lost my life when I was going to Yow's before. Man, I feel like you know the duck and weed because I was in Red Frontless. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, again, I had a, a similar shooting incident, but again, it's because of my own hubris. Man, glad you wise enough. <laughs> I was an arrogant motherfucking teenager. Because <laughs> I've gotten into so many fights and won so many of them. I'm like, hey. Can't nobody beat me, but you know, gun beats fist every day. <laughs> Look, you, 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 you've got fights in the street. I got to fight in camp. <laughs> so you got to fight in camp. That was that. You know, you know, I break weapons to camp. <laughs> I hope they didn't. <laughs> uh, well, everybody brought a weapon on the street. Yeah. So, uh, come on, more, more crime experiences. What you got? Uh, Rob, shot at. I seen somebody get shot, of course. Yeah, damn. Um, I was at. I was at another. I was at another function with James. So after this incident, me and James realized we can't keep hanging around these guys, these guys no more. Cause, Cause shit happens. So we was at this party. Um, it's on Bel Air Road somewhere, and it was like at a warehouse, and it was cool. Like the party was cool and everything like that. But something was going on. Not amongst us, but amongst this other group of guys in there. And James was like, "Yo, we we about to leave. You know, things getting thick." I'm like, "All right, cool. You know, that's fine." We get outside and. The helicopter's out there and it's shining um it's shining over where the parked cars at and everything. But while the while, while this is happening, niggas are going to their trunks. Of course. So that's like, what, what you they, do. So I'm like, what are they going to the trunk for? Mind you, the most popular song out at this point is um Bone Crusher. Yes. <laughs> so I'm hopped outside and all that. By the in the trunk. <laughs> so that's the most popular song out. So that's pretty much playing the back in my head, but why are you going to the trunk? Jay's telling me nigga get down. Because somebody let off. So I ducked with him. And nobody fired at that point. Because the police were like, the, the helicopter was saying something over the announcement. And we got in the car, we drove off. But as we were driving off, I, lo- I was in the back seat. And I, got, I looked up in the, the rearview mirror. And I see these two guys come up to each other. He raises his arm. Flash. And dude drive back. Motherfuckers had an old-fashioned duel? I guess so. <laughs> but it's a little one-sided duel. Because I, I don't remember seeing the dude... Um, you know, raise his arm. So, but it like it was like it seemed like it was a clean like headshot almost. Mm. You know, so I, I I remember that very vividly. So I'm like, woo! I'm glad we got that shit. Yeah, I think the the first time I saw somebody get shot is when I was uh, still living on Craig Avenue. Um, what up, Craig Avenue? <laughs> and so I'm um I'm hearing people arguing in the back on on the street chateau that's right behind Craig, and. I'm like, oh man, they really going at it. Next thing I hear is like, yo, what? That's my motherfucking money you playing with. I was like, oh damn, somebody about to get shot. So I'm out on the balcony looking out, just looking at the situation. Next thing you, pow! I said, yep, called it. As soon as somebody's screaming, they talk about their money. I was like, yeah, somebody about to get shot. Especially when you say my motherfucking money. And then, and then I. The, the people who did it, I will not speak any names. They ran, you know, around, and then they run into the little alley where he's like, yo. Snitch. Sure, let's go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yo, ditch the gun, ditch the gun. I'm just watching a whole scene unfold. And the, the funny thing is, is that uh, my my brother, he was out of the house, and his baby mother was there, and she's, like, hysterical because mm-hmm. she's thinking that it might have been him. So I'm like, 
I knew it wasn't. And then my mother was like, you know, go go with Sinead and make sure that it wasn't Ricky. I was like, well, I know it wasn't Ricky, but okay, I'll go anyway. <laughs> it ain't him. <laughs> Like I know it wasn't it because I just watched the whole thing unfold. You, you tell the dumpling. So I did like, not tell them that. Keep a lot of stuff. <laughs> I do. Keep <laughs> secrets. I do. I, I keep a lot of. I keep a lot of secrets. <laughs> I know a whole lot of shit. I ain't never tell nobody. Yeah, that's how I suppose. That's what it's a secret between just you. And so yeah, and then we went out and we saw you know the guy laid out on the ground and you know somebody running out there crying because that was somebody's child or somebody's boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my brother, and again I knew it wasn't him because I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think I, I think. Yeah, I, I, those are probably the three best things I can remember growing up. Like I said, me and James like. We're not going to run them no more because too much is happening around these real people. Yeah, I mean, I, you ain't built for hanging out in a sticky neighborhood. <laughs> Me? No. No. Because we hang around somebody else, somebody's going to get hurt, I'm going to snitch. One or two. And I had no problem snitching. Especially if, if I, I knew James. James and somebody, I, I, we was friends since like 10th grade. So I'm like, yo, that's my boy. I'm going to look out for him. These other niggas, I don't know y'all that well, so... You and I think something that you, you said to me a while back too was like you know, you always somebody who you know ran the streets pretty much, and so you was able to go in neighborhoods and things like that with a problem or with not a problem. But right. you're not gonna put me in that situation because it's not that's not what friends do. Yeah, so, I always said this. I will never put you in a situation that you not capable of dealing with. Right. So we go out somewhere it's like, well, I know he gonna have my back, and I will have his back, and now he can have the whole fight. <laughs> so, you will square with me. You gotta see me Tuesday and Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm out. <laughs> you guaranteed to win that one, right? You can win that one, but don't, that's that's just petty on your part. You try to get Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday. You ain't no real nigga. <laughs> Hitting the nigga right after he come from dialysis. What kind of nigga is you? So, all right. So I mean, like I have plenty of stories, and you know, maybe one of these podcasts we can get in, get into them. You know, I growing think we up got, in the hood. So yeah. So, this. but so we. We're talking about Baltimore. We're talking about the crimes that we experienced. Now, what's some of the dangerous food spots in Baltimore? Man. So we, I, I got one that is, is, is pretty dangerous, pretty famous. Yeah. Um, I think the one that I can think of is, I think, going to carry out off of uh, York Road. And what's that? Wil- Wilburn? Wilburn? That used to be, that used to be really dangerous. Because they changed it a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely remodeled it. But, like, I remember when I used to go there at uh, elementary school with my mom. That place was definitely very, very sketchy. Because they had bulletproof glass back then. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but the one spot I could think of uh, was off of uh, off of North Avenue. And it before St. Paul of North Calvary. It was a Chinese food spot. And they had it on the news that, like, this guy placing an order... He had some kind of altercation with another customer in there. The guy shot him in the leg. He's bleeding on the floor. But people are still coming in, taking their placing their order. <laughs> not paying no, not look at mine. Said it's a regular occurrence at that at that spot. Right. So I mean, at least he had the acumen enough to shoot the man in the leg. Yeah, that blowing the brains out. My, what is it? Must be this Chinese food in Baltimore that's just seriously dangerous. Because my be. my spot, y'all brothers. On uh, Exeter Hall in Greenmount, the best yakimi in the fucking city 
but four people were murdered there in three years. <laughs> oh, some yacht? <laughs> Over that yacht. That's where y'all get your dirty yacht from? Y'all get that dirty yacht from y'all brothers. It's costing your life. So, now, I think part of the problem is, is that you can only use cash there. So, if you go into the y'all brothers, everybody know you got money on you. <laughs> yeah, I hate spots like that because I'd rather use my card because, like, it's a kind of few spots like that that they don't take cash. And I'm like, oh, they've been somebody robbed me and I got $20, $30, $40 on me or more. I mean, you walk into that spot, they know you got cash yeah. on you. So that's a quick that's a quick fix. Shit, the, uh, the hairdressing, the hairstyle, the hairdressing, those dudes get robbed all the time too. Hmm. That's sad. You robbing, the, well, that's not, that's sad you get, you rob a hair salon, but. You know, they got money. Yeah. That's only like a busy first of the month. We shouldn't give y'all no ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Any criminals watching this, stop. Right. I do not condone your criminal activity, even though I'm gonna tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so dangerous uh, food spots. I'm always, I'm always sketchy. I got, oh no, I'll, I'll say I'm on on edge to go somewhere in the hood because I'm like, you just never know. Mm. So like, I'd rather like stay somewhere close that I know it's not gonna be any. Well, crack never anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'd rather like go somewhere I I know there hasn't been any crime recently. <laughs> then I can go in there and get check something. the police blotter. Right. <laughs> we'll put the ATV out today. So yeah, I mean, well, then, yeah, that's that's because I, I lived out right down the street from it, a block away, and I would go there, you know, every so often. But yeah, people just kept getting killed coming, going in or coming out of y'all brothers. You lived some dangerous spots, period. Uh, you, you know, I did. Craig Avenue yeah. was hot. Um, I stopped going. Well, you moved out there. I stopped going around there because I think like a year or two after you moved away from there, um, the dude got shot at that song in the head. And I was like, I'm not going to get gas. It's a cheaper gas. <laughs> you probably find <laughs> Northeast Baltimore, right? So, but yeah, uh, Craig Avenue. Yeah, living on uh, Liberty Heights. Liberty House. So yeah, Liberty Heights was jumping. Right. Said uh, Rob Street. Rob Street was was popping. <laughs> yeah. Popping with the fiends. So yeah, you know, I lived in the hood for quite a while. Right. <laughs> and then, as the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happened in Marble Hall though, did it? No, not not really. Yeah, nothing happened in Marble Hall. You little bit. Some sort of big ass raccoon one day. He probably command crimes, but. <laughs> More than likely. So, and then uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I said, I've, oh, I've lived in the hood for quite some time. Now you got the hood. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, before we close this out, things that you've only seen in Baltimore. I said, uh, said I, I got something that I've only ever seen in Baltimore, but you know, things that you've only ever seen in Baltimore. No other cities. Selling waters on the on the corners. And I I be one up you. I seen a guy on MLK selling forties. Well, he sold a forty and drunk his forty and tried to sell it. So, <laughs> do, have I ever, do I ever see people selling waters in other cities? You know, honestly, I don't think I do. Huh? I'm in a lot of cities and I don't recall anybody doing that. All right. That's that's. I think that's is a is a really good hustle. It no, it's not hurting nobody. Because I mean, of course you got. I think I will. If you have a business, you have a license to sell the, you know, to sell your goods and everything. But it's water, so I got one better. Baltimore is the only city that I've ever seen where the separation between opulence and disenfranchisement is one fucking block. Amen to that. <laughs> I've never it. seen it in any other city. 
any other city to get from the hood to the to the really expensive neighborhoods takes you a minute. But in Baltimore, you crawl, you coming up Cold Spring, you cross York Road, they are million dollar homes. But on the other side, they are fucking hood projects. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. You go motherfucking downtown, you cross one block. And they're half a million dollar homes, but on the next block, you got fucking Latrobe. <laughs> ain't lying. Could you on your road? Behind your road is a uh, uh, friends, but boys Latin Gilman. Mm-hmm. Um, she was up Rolling Park Country. Yeah. So, and those those are uh, yeah, right off of Northern Parkway. Uh, those are all private schools, and they ain't cheap either. But go the other way. I said the separation between. The haves and the haves nots is a block. I don't understand the mentality that keeps it that way, but it is ridiculous, and I've only ever seen it in Baltimore. So we we're gonna you know talk about probably more about that. You know, I'm going to Atlanta next weekend, so I don't plan on going to the hood because I don't know <laughs> nobody there. So I'm not going to the hood. I'm going to be in the downtown area. So, so I got family that lives in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Tell him I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him I said hi. Well, you be in the land. Tell him I'm coming. I need a place to stay. Oh, see, you already bought. You already booked your hotel. Oh, you should have said that beforehand. I, I, could, I could have got that, got you in there. Okay. Well, next time I know. So, anything else we get? We touch on. Said so I, I think that's it for the day. Okay. Say so, well, that's the show. And as always, let me do my spiel. Check us out on YouTube. Hit us up on our Gmail. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Music Play, and iTunes. And as always, peace out. Subscribe, like, comment. Peace.